So hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining our Just Cincinnati podcast today. As you know, each week we try to focus on some local injustice and bring about some um, discussions that can hopefully help us all be a part of bringing about a more just Cincinnati. So I'm Kyle Vath. I'm Stephen Byers. And today we have uh, Deborah Davis with us. She is the Cincinnati Regional MBAC Director with the African American Chamber of Commerce. And Deborah is going to tell us a little bit about uh, what she does to assist minority businesses in our area. Deborah. Good morning. Thank you so much, Stephen and Kyle, for asking me to be a part of your podcast, Just Cincinnati, today. I'm very honored and pleased to be here to represent the Minority Business Assistance Center, as well as the African American Chamber of Commerce. So what we do at the African American Chamber of Commerce is we work with um, small to medium-sized businesses. Um, our focus is on, on technical assistance. We provide technical skill um, training. Um, during COVID, we had to actually pivot because we used to have workshops on site. And with COVID, obviously, we could not do that. So we pivoted to a um, webinar platform and we were able to provide about 30 webinars um, that focused on different uh, skill sets for business owners. Everything from developing your website to how to do email campaign marketing to how to set up a virtual um, video tour if you are in real estate. So we had several webinars that focused on the technical aspect as well as um, financial um, training as well. Um, so we focus on access to capital helping business owners to gain uh, capital for their business. As you know, cash is king. Access to capital is very challenging for a lot of the business owners that we work with. So we provide that um, at the state level. We have uh, several programs um, and several products that we offer as far as different types of loans. We have a bonding program that we assist them with as well. And we also have certification programs that help businesses get certified, basically vetting them and stating that this is a minority owned business. And so let me just stop here and pause. When we say minority owned business, we're looking at four ethnic groups, Latino, African-American, Asian, and Native American. So those are the four ethnic groups that we, we focus on as it relates to um, the impact program. And we also work with um, women and um, men and individuals um, who are from the Appalachian counties because we cover 17 counties. So we provide contract opportunities, accounting services. Um, we are linked up with um, several businesses who are CPAs through the African-American network. And so we're able to make referrals to those accounting um, CPA companies. We also work with businesses on marketing plan development and working with them on their business plans, um, working with them on their capability statements. So we provide a great deal of services to the businesses and the business community in which we serve. So what, what kind of challenges are you seeing um, that m these minority communities, the, the four different ethnicities, women uh, who are in our community, what are the types of 
challenges specifically? You, you mentioned a little bit about cash is king. What are some of the challenges that you see these communities uh, really struggling with when it comes to business and starting new businesses and wealth building? Well, there are several obstacles that uh, minority-owned businesses face. Um, as we talked about before we started taping the show, we talked about you know institutional racism is one, and the barriers that are that exist as far as um, systemic racism is concerned, such as redlining, access to capital, discrimination in the labor market, and a lot of the wealth disparities, as well as inroads into networking for contracts. So what we do is we look at those disparities and the uh, systemic racism that exists, and we try to provide um, assistance as far as um, working with them so that they are credit worthy, so that they can can receive a loan from a bank. Understanding that having a relationship with a bank is more than just knowing who the um, bank teller is. It's understanding who is the bank manager, who is the vice president and the president, and um, really understanding how to go about developing those relationships. So when it comes time, when they are ready to go in and get a loan with the bank, they have that relationship. It's a very important relationship. We also look at, like I said, providing uh, technical training. That is a, a, an overarching um, obstacle. Um, a lot of our business owners that we work with in the MBAC program do not have um, a lot of the technical training that is required to um, help to grow their business. They understand the service or the product that they offer. They understand their business from that perspective. But as far as understanding um, the financial financial aspect, understanding the importance of having a website, um, and especially during COVID, that was really, really um, important in order to remain relevant. And a lot of our business owners realized that, hey, we need a website. You know, it's just not about me, you know, having a good product or a good service, but I need to stay relevant. And so, um, like I said, providing those technical training workshops that we did and we continue to do to work with them in uh, helping them to um, build, improve their business and to, to grow their business. So, um, you know, con contract opportunities, being able to leverage their core competencies and creating joint partnerships. Maybe they don't have all of the core competencies that they need, but they may have the core competencies that another general contractor does not have. And so providing that joint partnership where they can provide a certain scope of work within uh, a particular contract that another company may not be able to provide. So understanding that joint partnerships is another way to grow um, your business. Um, like I said, again, building those relationships, having legal representation, understanding that you know, before you set up your business structure, you know, it's important to seek out legal representation to get a better understanding of which business structure is the best business structure for you. So proprietorship, LLC, corporation, S-Corp, you know, those are all uh, different business structures and not every business structure is the right business structure for your particular, for that particular business owner or the industry that you may find yourself in at that particular time. So, um, and then developing, you know, uh, customer acquisition and retention, you know, um, that's another obstacle. 
And that all comes with understanding that, you know, without customers, you don't have a business. So, you know, some people, they used to say, well, if I build it, they will come. No, if they don't know it's there, they're not coming. So um, marketing your business, developing those relationships, networking, um, those are some of the fundamentals that we help um, the business owners that we work with to understand and provide that guidance. And we also partner with other strategic partners, you know, um, so we take our own advice. So we work with SCORE, we work with the SVA, we work with the city of Cincinnati, ECDI. We work with all these other organizations that are in the same industry that we are in, in business development. And um, we leverage those services that, that we have amongst each other to help the communities in which we serve, the business communities in which we serve. Deborah. What, what types of businesses, this is a two-part question, what types of businesses and endeavors are currently utilizing um, back assistance and, and which, which types of, what types of businesses and endeavors uh, would you like to see more of using y'all? Well, we have a wide variety of businesses that utilize our services. So we have a lot of construction companies. We have a lot of barber uh, um, um, barber and salon um, companies. We have a lot of landscaping businesses. We have um, people that are in the service business, professional uh, services such as consulting, doctors, lawyers, things of that nature. Um, we have people that are um, providing services from in the floral industry. So the, the spectrum of businesses is, is wide and vast. What I would like to see more of is um, the technical industries, seeing more um, minority-owned businesses in the tech field, um, also seeing more minority-owned businesses who are looking at digital transformation. Um, that is really important. If one thing COVID did was it really accelerated the need to be digital to be able to remain relevant, to be able to continue to communicate and um, provide services and address the needs of your customers. So um, those are the industries that we're in and the industry that I would like to see us be in more is the tech field. And you mentioned COVID-19 a little bit there and, you know, it's been a hard year, year and a half for, for everyone. Um, but specifically, um, lower income communities and communities that have been, you know, suffered from systemic racism for, for decades, um, I think have been disproportionately affected in many ways. Um, tell us a little bit about that and what COVID-19 has done to the, the communities you serve and, and to the services you provide? Well, with COVID-19, it really forced a lot of businesses to really reevaluate, you know, where they are, where they wanted to go and how they wanted to get there. It also showed them that, that um, how vulnerable they were and, um, there are a lot of businesses who applied for the PPP and the IDLE um, funding and did not receive the funding for what whatever reason, one reason or another. There are also, you know, major, large businesses that did receive the funding. So, um, but COVID nineteen really um, 
showed a lot of our clients that they need a plan of action uh, in case there is another crisis, that they need to um, look at their business systems that they have and try to figure out ways in which they can um, maybe streamline those systems to make them more um, productive, much more cost-effective. Uh, statistics say that it's about 30% of Black-owned businesses in Cincinnati closed during the pandemic, which is roughly about 300 local businesses. So that's a major impact, but we do, the minority community, um, Black-owned businesses have about $1.44 billion uh, impact uh, in the ecosystem. So on one sense, it is devastating that uh, roughly 300 businesses were negatively impacted by COVID, but there are also businesses that were impacted in a way where they were able to really take advantage of the opportunity. There are some businesses that were able to quickly pivot and up um, and change their policies and procedures of how they did things where they, where they were able to take advantage of the opportunities that existed for one company, um, uh, Jess Kewen, um, they were able to transition from having a, a dine, dine in to a, um, um, uh, a delivery service where people would call in and, and um, place their orders. Um, at, they were able to hire uh, additional staff. So um, there were some companies that were able to really take advantage of COVID-19 and really excel during that, during that period. And then there were others who were not able to pivot as quickly because they did not have that online presence. They did not have the staff in place to do that. Um, some, it depends on um, the, the industry that they were in. You know, COVID-19 put a really big strain on the supply chain where things were not being able to be delivered, you know, in a timely manner. So um, those are some of the effects that uh, COVID-19 that we that I've seen that's had on the businesses that we serve. Okay. Yeah, um, you mentioned earlier uh, that you served, worked in 17 counties, is that right? Yes. In Ohio. Um, where do you see the most involvement and where would you like to see more involvement? Well, most of the involvement is in the greater Cincinnati area. And um, I would like to see more involvement within the Appalachian counties that we serve. So we're in the process of um, trying to do just that. We had our first and back advisory board meeting for this fiscal year it was actually yesterday. So we're looking at um, working with our board members who are in the Appalachian counties and providing and leveraging the services that they offer and the services that we offer to really reach and understand the needs of the communities that are in those counties so that we can better serve them, better provide programming for them. Um, within the greater Cincinnati area. We're also looking at that as well, um, ways in which we can better um, improve the services that we offer by better understanding what the needs are of the communities uh, and the businesses that we serve. So um, I hope that answered your question. I'm not. Yeah, you, you had um, 
mentioned some of the the historical things that have happened over the last number of decades that still impact uh, a number of communities um, that are that are whether it's systemic uh, racism or injustice of of any type. Um, you know, I think that there's been a lot of hurt, a lot of pain over the last couple of years, not just with COVID, but uh, with the, the murder of George Floyd and, um, you know, the people waking up in many ways to some of these things that a lot of people have known about for a long time. And I just wonder, um, you know, for the, there's lots of, you know, school boards who are talking about this and, and people who are not wanting to talk about this history. Um, I wonder what you would say in the sense of, in the, through the lens of business, what impact and, and, and what importance there is to look back at the history that has happened in our country, the uh, injustices that have happened, the good and the bad um, over the last centuries uh, when it comes to business. What, tell me a little bit about your thoughts on, on uh, that importance and, and, and that impact that it has on business today. It's impacted because of the, the wealth gap, the inability to acquire wealth. A lot of people think that, you know, you buy your, your home, that's a sign of wealth. You have your equity in your home. You're able to use that to leverage if you want to get, you know, start a business or send your children to school or whatever it is you want to do. Um, a lot of um, Caucasian families, and this is a generalization, everything here is a generalization, um, have the ability to reach back to their parents or their grandparents and and have that um, sort of that um, influx of um, money to help them start a business. So they can go to their parents or go to their relatives and say, you know, I need $100,000. I need $50,000. And, and a lot of times that's available to them. Unfortunately, because of the systemic racism that has existed from the beginning of time, 400 years since slavery, um, because slavery is the foundation of this country, capitalism was built off the back of slaves. So a lot of the, the, the policies that have been in place, the laws that have been in place have, are, were in place to prohibit Blacks from advancing. Now, there are instances where, you know, Blacks rose above that, you know, and we always do. We always rise above, you know, it's like you have no choice. You either figure out a way to go over, under, around, or through. So there were Black millionaires, you know, there was Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma. There were Black schools, Black hospitals, Black universities, you have the HBCUs. So even though these these the institution of racism existed and still exists, blacks continue to find ways to rise above it and figure out how we can make the system work for us. And that is and, and in doing that, we have to focus on what our strengths are. And so, like I said, you know, we contribute a lot to um, the economy of this country, of greater Cincinnati. We, um, it's like I said, there's 1.44 billion in greater Cincinnati, according to a January, 2021 study that the African-American Chamber of Commerce commissioned the University of Cincinnati to do. 
So they commissioned the university to do a broad study. They're now in the process of working on focusing on communities and counties um, as a result of the study. So um, yes, there is institutional racism. Yes, it goes back to slavery, but um, Black Americans have found ways to um, rise above it and continue to excel regardless of the obstacles and the current obstacles that are being put in front of us. We will figure it out. We will persevere. That's what we have to do. You know, um, for people who may be listening to this, who want to support um, businesses who either have gone through your program or are, are uh, minority businesses, do you have any suggestions for them? You know, ways, as you said, if you don't have customers and they don't know you're there, um, you don't have a business. So I wonder if you have any suggestions for listeners on, on how they can, how we can support those types of businesses. Well, you can support the business by becoming a customer. You can support the business by having them on your show and interviewing them, letting people know that they exist, what services and products they offer by sharing their story, allowing them a platform in which to do that. Um, you can support um, businesses by providing them with um, support as far as advocating, um, making sure that they have um, access to capital that they need, making sure that they have a role to contracts, um, making sure that there is a network available for them to engage in. So I guess just promoting the business and providing them the platform, using your platform or using whatever platform any of your listeners may have to engage and promote um, the businesses that we that we assist on an everyday everyday basis. And I think um, before we start recording, you were talking about a, a website uh, for those in Cincinnati who um, might be able to access. Is that right? There is. Um, well, first of all, I'd like to say that the African American Chamber has a website that was created to. Um, showcase the data from the research that the University of Cincinnati compiled at their request. Um, and that is aaccoonomics.com. And it's aaccoonomics.com. So this website um, has the report that the University of Cincinnati um, conducted on behalf of the African-American Chamber. And I'm sure that this will also house the information for the different counties and communities uh, once the, um, the study is complete. This, it is not completed. There are still two more phases to this. So um, that is one um, resource if you want to see the data. There are several resources, like I said, there are, um, there's our website, which is mbaccensi, mbaccensi.com. Um, they can also visit that website um, to get more information about the services that we offer and what the state offers. Um, every strategic partner that I mentioned earlier, they have websites. Uh, SCORE is a great website. Um, they have uh, several uh, webinars. They have a, a, an extensive library that uh, business owners can access. The SBA has an extensive um, 
uh, library and website as well with different with information. So um, I would say those um, websites are, are good. Those agencies that I mentioned are good to as a good starting point. There's also the Cincinnati Public Library. They actually have a business department where um, there are librarians there that can assist business owners in doing research on their particular industries. Uh, if you're interested in learning how to write a grant, they have a grant um, program there at the Cincinnati Public Library. Um, I used to be a grant writer. I wrote grants for about 10 years. So just met with a business owner the other day who talked wanted to talk to me about uh, writing a grant and starting up her nonprofit. So I met with her for about an hour. So there are a number of agencies of programs out there that um, business owners can access that are free. Um, the African-American Chamber also has the Greater Cincinnati Executive Business Accelerator. This is our third cohort that we're having. Um, we're getting ready for graduation coming up in September. And that cohort, we work with small to medium-sized businesses who, uh, and we provide, it's a 13-week program. And we look at everything from financials to marketing, to human resources, to contracts. And, and um, so they have um, a three-year growth plan that they have to put together. Um, at the end of their 13-week um, uh, training. So, and we just had a, our 10th um, session yesterday. So there are a lot of programs that are available to business owners that they can tap into. And again, they can reach out to me. Um, my email is Deborah D-E-B-O-R-A-H, at african-americanchamber.com. They can call me at 513-475-7151. I'll be more than happy to talk with them, more than happy to um, provide them with other resources that are available to them to help them grow their business and scale their business. Um, I also host a radio show every Saturday called The Resource Network, where we um, highlight different businesses and different resource partners. Uh, so that's a great way. It is a web-based program, so you can hear it anywhere in the world. Um, and so, you know, those are the, the things that we try to provide. So I, I guess... Um, you know, like I said, if they if they're interested in learning more, they can contact me. So the, the radio show is called the Resource Network, and it's on WCBG thirteen twenty a.m. and it's from eleven a.m. until eleven thirty. Um, this Saturday, I actually have a business owner who's a client of ours who will be on the show talking about his businesses and the services um, that he offers. So. Um, like I said, WCVG 1320 AM, 11 to 11.30, and it's called the Resource Network. We also have prior um, radio shows on our website as well, mbaccincy.com. Well, thank you, Deborah, for, for sharing all that with us. I think uh, there's a lot of valuable information there, and it looks like the, the African-American Chamber certainly offers a lot of programs and services that can be helpful to so many in the community, in the area. And uh, we, we were glad to have you on this on today. And uh, one more very important question. This is one that we, we, we haven't had real good luck with lately, but, you know, since we are a Cincinnati podcast, we would like to know if you have a favorite Cincinnati chili. 
you're you are not gonna believe this, but I have lived here 21 years. I moved here from Boston. <laughs> and I have never had the Cincinnati chili. Okay. We are I, zero. You might want to edit that out. I don't want people coming oh, to my this office. Is, this is a great trend. Oh, we, are, we, are, we are 0 for 3 now and asking this question. <laughs> so you are not alone. You are in good company. Right. I have never had the Cincinnati chili. So I never I, had no. the Cincinnati chili. No. Is, there a, is there a favorite? Is there a favorite thing about Cincinnati uh, that you love, uh, whether it's food or um, something that you've really grown to love in the Cincinnati area? I would have to say that I love the activities that are on Fountain Square. And um, I specifically love the salsa dancing that is, that's down there. People really have a great time. Um, I think um, I, I have a great time when I go down there. So I, I, think, I think that's one of my favorite, favorite things to do. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for your time. It's been great talking with you and thank you for the great work you do for our area. You're quite welcome. And so I just want to end by saying that um, if you are a business owner and you need assistance or you're looking for um, any type of loan or contract um, with the state or with the city, please reach out to us at the African-American Chamber, the Minority Business Assistance Center, and we can assist you with that. Um, we do have training. And so our call to action is capacity building programs, uh, increasing your ability to, to access capital, whether it's grants or loans, and then the procurement um, opportunities that we offer as well as the technical training that we offer and our network. So again, uh, reach out to us. Um, again, go on the um, AACCONOMIC.com site and look at the results of the African-American Chamber and the University of Cincinnati um, survey results that um, Eric Kearney had the, the university commission on the impact of black businesses in greater Cincinnati. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Take we'll care. be in touch. Okay. Bye-bye. enjoyed our podcast today we'd so very much appreciate you subscribing reviewing and sharing our podcast this will help more people find us and join the movement and if you're able to support this podcast and the work we do please head on over to our patreon page at patreon.com slash just cincinnati we're grateful for your support in amplifying the voices of those bringing about a more just cincinnati Our theme music for Just Cincinnati was generously provided by the internationally renowned but locally based singer and songwriter Kim Taylor. More of her intimate and folksy music can be found on her website at kim-taylor.net or wherever quality music is streamed. <laughs>